The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It's Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022, season 18, episode number 76. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. We appreciate you guys joining us today. we got about 45 minutes to uh, get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Giants. Uh, we we are as we normally do on a Wednesday and Thursday. We usually split up, split up offense and defense. Today we're going to do the whole thing. So uh, we'll get a, a scouting report here on uh, both sides of the ball for the Giants matchup against the Cowboys. Maybe some things that are a little different than when we saw this team uh, the last time. Let's start first though. Jerry had a few comments this morning. I wanted to get some opinions on. Uh, he did say that Micah and, it, and Mike McCarthy followed it up as well, saying that Micah. Parsons uh, seems to be fine. They expect him to play this week. What are we hearing as far as other injuries uh, of note? Demarcus Lawrence and this whole rash of guys who seem to be uh, sick, ill with, I would assume, flu or flu-like. I think that's their biggest problem. I don't think anything else is really pressing them hard right now on it. I mean, it's a short week. It's going to be tough. McCarthy talked about that. That's the thing you have to manage is the injuries. The Giants are kind of in the same boat with their offensive line when we get to that. But this 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 stuff with the flu or whatever's going around in the building right now is that that's the thing I think you have to worry about, you know, guys playing through it. Obviously, last you know week against Minnesota, they had guys that were playing through because then you turn around and looked at the injury report the next day, and guys like Fowler and others were on that thing. So obviously, they were playing that game sick, and so yeah, it's just to manage. It's about managing to keep the guys away who are sick. And then, you know, go with the guys that you have right now and, and do the best you can. Well, after the game, because um, Kelvin Joseph, he left the game. He never returned, did he? No. No, he oh, left. Well, I don't think so, yeah. He, he got out of the game, uh, and they announced it was an illness. And I remember with the media after the game, while we waited for Mike McCarthy to show up and do the press conference, we're kind of just talking about, it. oh, man, what's up with Kelvin Joseph? Oh, you need to put him in the back of the plane, put a mask on, keep him away, you yeah. know? And then we get back, and now we see the injury report that yeah. is like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say what? that. What? <laughs> I have meant a shoot. Yeah, yeah, that. No, yeah. it's just my accent. You know, it's not really what I said. It's just the <laughs> right, accent. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's that's concerning But because to think back that he didn't even return it makes you think, okay, well, how how serious is this? Is this something that they can? Because sometimes we've seen it, they just shoot something up, give them some type of IVs, yeah, medication IV, yeah, or yeah. whatever, and then they just get back out there. But definitely something to keep an eye on. I saw that. I guess Mike McCarthy said some guys are going to be wearing masks around the building. Yeah, I would assume guys protected. that are healthy are. They're probably like, hey, let's just try to see if we can be a little safer. If you're going to be in rooms with other guys that may have been sick or if you just don't know if they're sick and maybe it's the beginning of it or something. The one thing that we learned through the pandemic is you could play football when there's problems with illness. You know, and I don't mean that in a way of I mean that that you can have meetings, you can tap guys in, you can, 
you know, it's not that you're putting guys out there that had COVID, but yeah. you're you've learned to adapt and have meetings and have players be included in some of the most important things, the meeting time, because they're really not practicing. This is just like walkthrough stuff. It's, hey, this is going to be the game plan this week. Maybe a little bit of a scaled down offense. You know, it's a common opponent. You you know, it's a lot different team looking than what you saw early in the year. I think they've approved along the way. So, you know, but it, it's the case for both teams right now. It really, really is that you just, you're trying to get enough meeting time. You're trying to get the practice time and you're trying to formulate a game plan that gives you the best chance to have some success to win the game. So, uh, this is not easy, especially now. But the, like I say, COVID and the way that that kind of taught us with the Zooms and things like that, you can kind of get people still involved with if they don't, aren't physically here. Yeah, you can literally have guys who might be at home right now not feeling well still be able to attend to meet Exactly. That matters. Exactly. Uh, another thing that Jerry said that I thought was interesting, we've had this debate throughout the year uh, about what happens when Tyron Smith returns. He says this morning, Tyler Smith will move to guard. Tyron Smith will be at tackle whenever yeah. he's available. You guys think that's the right decision? Yep. Absolutely. Especially if it's an easily, you know, he said easily he will, will move to left guard. The question then then just becomes is, is he better than McGovern? Yeah, yeah. So if he's not, then put McGovern in. I mean that that that's and if and if Tyler Smith, if Tyron Smith is not better than what you've had from Tyler uh, Tyler Smith, then I mean change. You it. Always go back. I think so, but I mean this guy's done it. I mean this guy's been doing it since Tyler Smith was in sixth grade. So I mean I, if he can't do it anymore, he can't do it. But I mean he's out there working. And, and busting his butt to get back and get to this shape when a lot of people thought there's no way this was going to happen. There's yeah. no way he's going to play again. I'd... So if he comes back, he plays, yeah, he, he deserves it. He he he. I think he will be better than – I mean, Tyler Smith has been a good rookie. I don't think Tyler yeah. Smith has been great. I think Tyler Smith has been really, really good for a rookie out of Tulsa who was a pro, you know projection and a guy that didn't play at left tackle. That's what's been amazing. But if you just look at it and forget all the other stuff, I think he's been he's been good. I don't think he's been great. Let's see if Tyler. Let's see if Tyron Smith can be great. I don't agree with any of that. I mean, with some of that, just because. I don't think it's such an easy, uh, an easy, quick decision to say. Okay, you plug Tyron Smith right back in. Yes, he's like a beast, and we know what he can do. But if you go back to even before he got injured, the way he was playing, it wasn't his old self. You could still see him make some mistakes that are very unlike him. And if you're looking at the future and what's going to happen here, I would assume. This is it for him. Like, this is maybe his last year here. That's me just assuming. So why mess something up that can, that's kind of working for you right now? And I feel that the O-line just week after week, even Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern, they keep getting better. And it's just it, it's clicking even more every time. So to think that you take that out and put – and that's difficult because you – you, but the thing is that you don't know what level he's going to – Come back, and we've seen him done it before, where he's not even playing, practicing, or anything, and he still plays amazing. But I just right now, this is the one year that I don't think it's just a quick, simple decision to say yes, plug him back in, and sit Tyler Smith, or move Tyler Smith, and take Connor McGovern out because McGovern he's impressed me. I didn't expect him to be doing as well as he's doing, and he's doing such a good job. So I. 
I don't think I would like to kind of mess that chemistry that's been yeah. working right now. The question might be, did, did Connor McGovern beat out Tyler Smith at left guard? Mm-hmm. That's the question you got to kind of ask yourself right now because the way it looked like up until it looked like that it was kind of a neck and neck situation. But, you know, it, it also appeared that until Tyron Smith got hurt, that was going to be Connor McGovern's job. So I, me personally, I, I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting Tyron Smith at left tackle and I'm going to put uh, Tyler Smith at guard. He's a young guy. He's a rookie. He worked there the whole training camp. You know, whether you liked him or not playing in training camp, I, you know, that's a whole nother story. I just feel like, though, that, that this team, if, to, you know, you say, I, I don't want to move, I don't want to adjust. They've adjusted all year. They brought in Jason Peters. He's played. They've moved guys around. You know, in this last game, Matt Farniak against the Giants, he was the starter at left guard. I mean, they've used a lot of different combinations. There's teams, I asked Stephen Jones this question on 105.3 The Fan. I said, you know, do you just look for continuity and you just want to play the bit, you know, the five guys you got? And he's like, you can't say that anymore because guys, yeah, you, you might want that, but he goes, we're in an era now where guys are having to plug in and play and stuff like that. And they've proven to me that every move that they've made with the offensive line has worked, you know, and, I, and I'm going to trust them that putting Tyron Smith back in there is going to make this offensive line better. And Tyler Smith playing left guard is going to make that left side even better. So that's that's how I'm looking at it myself. Yeah, I, I think I would prefer the continuity, and and set, especially in a situation where now we're talking about moving two positions that you don't necessarily have to. Here's the one caveat to that: if you think that having Ty, Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith by each other on the left side makes you stronger in the run game, yeah. then maybe it's worth it. Even if your passing game protection stays about the same, if you are a more stout power running team on the left side because of this move that's worth it and there's another element to that too because you get all three of them because right nobody can do what mcgovern does as a fullback yeah Yeah. like mcgovern does farniak he's hurt now but he doesn't do it the same it's not the same he he does a good job with that um and so and and i think you know to to what you said i think you're still kind of grading on a curve on that Tyron wasn't what he was, and I I get that, but he had a lot of room, a lot of room to grow, and a lot, I mean a lot of room to 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 go down and still be excellent. So yeah, he's not what he is, you know what he has been, but I still think he will be better than Tyler Smith. And if he's not, then they've already shown that they'll they'll sit a Hall of Famer yeah. for him. I mean, Jason Peters hasn't done anything. Yeah. If Peters was better, he'd play. He hasn't proven to be better. And if Tyron Smith isn't better, then same thing. I mean, Tyler just might be a yo-yo there, like left guard, right, left tackle, or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I just think Tyler, Tyron Smith, I think he's going to be healthy with the neck and, and the, the back and shoulder, elbow, all that stuff. I think he'll be healthy. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, I think it'll be good. It, it could be a situation, too. Where, you know, Tyron Smith has played in games and got hurt too. You know, I mean, he's, you know, that's, and I, I hate to say that, but it's reality. It's why you drafted Tyler Smith. Mm-hmm. And they, they never told you he was a left tackle or a left guard. They said he's a left side player. They really didn't know. He's and and they did everything. They said, you know, everybody's saying, well, this is the future replacement for Tyron Smith. And you, you say future replacement for Tyron Smith because he gets hurt every year. 
You know, that's the thing. He got hurt again. You know, I mean, he's missed the majority of the season. And, you know, to me, I, I like if this is the last one, let's go one more time. Let's just go this month of December into the playoffs, see what happens, and then make your decision from there. But, you know, the, his reliability is the reason why you got Tyler Smith here. Because there's no reliability there. And, and, you know, I'm sitting there saying, say, play him, play him, play him. But I'm also in the back of my mind thinking, okay, well, he's going to be blocking and he's gonna, somebody's going to roll into the back of his ankle and, you know, and then he'll be gone for the rest of the season kind of a thing. You know, I, I, you need to find the, I think, when that happens, to find the perfect game. Like, look what opponent you're playing and see, okay, this is a game well, where we can definitely, just to see how, Houston. how things work out. Yeah. Houston's the game. Houston. Houston's the game. And I, I, I'm just going to give you a timeline, just talking to folks in the organization. They're going to start the clock after the Indianapolis Colts game. That's when it's going to start. So you're going to have this game, that little mini buy, you know, the little weekend buy, and then you're going to play. You're going to play the Colts, and then I think that's. I think after that, that's when you're going to start the the, the clock on Tyron Smith. I think that's what they're they're looking at right now to to get him back on the field where he's ready for that potentially ready for that Texans game. I mean, look here's here's how I look at it. At the end of the day, this guy because of everything he's done for this organization, how good he's been throughout his career. If you can tell him, hey, man, give me the best six games you got in you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you get him in seven, whatever the number yeah. is, that can get you to as long as you're going to be in the playoffs. And if he can get you that, like if he can just get his body to get through that, you might be able to get something really good out of Tyron Smith, especially if he he may even be thinking, I'm not talking from any level of knowledge here, but if, if he's even thinking, you know, maybe after this year I'm kind of ready to yeah. step away, he might be in that mode where it's like, oh, I'm just going to put it all in the line. I'll give you seven games, the best I can give you. And and that might be enough to give you some really, really great play at left tackle because that's what he's well, been. Yeah. You said you said okay, you just said great. Okay, because you you said good twice in that. And and he he hasn't been good since he was a freshman at USC. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's, he's been, been excellent. Right. right. That's what I'm saying. Among now, the best in the league. Right. And and that's that's why I think that when when he ever gave up a pressure, it would be like, whoa. What's going on? Yeah. You okay? You yeah. sick? You know. So, um, and, and he's done that more. And so, but I think he deserves the right to see if he still if he still has it. But you know, Tyler and Tyler's been good, and he keeps getting better. I yeah. think the penalties are going down yeah. with him. I mean, they were there early, but I mean, they're kind of going down here the last few few games. So. The, the thing about the thing you have to understand about. Tyron Smith is that he was at one time the best player on the team, mm-hmm. and then Martin came along, and then now others have come along, and he's no longer the best player. But there's a lot of teams out there that love to have him at left tackle right now, and I, this team you're about to play would love to have him at offensive tackle. It's just, but I, you know that's the thing. I mean, get, if you can get the best six, seven, eight, however many games this thing goes on through, go for it. And if he and if it works out, great. If it doesn't, now everybody knows. He knows. The front office knows, you know, and I've had people tell me that, well, you could trade him, you could do this, you could do that. And he goes, the guy told me, he says, listen, you try and trade this guy, he's going to retire. He didn't want to, he's not interested in going on and doing something else. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's, he's got, he, he's going to play, and then when it's over, it's over. It's over yeah. Here's yeah. what's not going to happen, and this is the luxury the Cowboys have. I mean, they, we saw an 8 and 1 Vikings team that lost their left tackle in the middle of the game, and then it was over. Michael yeah. Parsons was dealing with a knee injury, and he still was going to come back because he had to rush. There, there's like a turnstile there at left tackle. That won't happen here. If, if Tyron, Tyron Smith gets hurt, the backup is Peters, or the backup is Tyler. They have they have way more depth, which they're going to need, and that's the best part of the whole thing. 
All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back uh, from the break, we're going to get into some uh, talk on the Giants versus the Cowboys. We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. The 2022 Salute to Service Collection is calling your name. All NFL proceeds from this collection are donated to their military nonprofit partners. So head to your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop on online at shop.dallascowboys.com. If you order it, they will come. I just change that up. Have you ever seen Field of Dreams? Ever? Never seen Field of Dreams. Oh, cool. I have not. Cool. <laughs> Heard of it. Okay. Well, I shouldn't laugh. There's a lot of movies we talk about on the radio yeah. that I've never even seen. I just yeah. lay out and it's yeah. going yeah, to look them up. I have to look them up. You know, like, oh, okay. You never seen it? Kevin Costner, he builds a. I know what you're talking oh, about. Okay, I've cool. just never seen the movie. No, that's cool. Just yeah. would never game was of catch. I wanted to you want to play sit a game of catch? Yeah. yeah. Game like, of catch. Killed it. They will come. And they did. I mean, he built did the. Did they come? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They're starting to play games, like major league games every Ooh. year, the last couple of years, like uh, in, in the Field of Dreams yeah. at the stadium, the Field of Dreams oh, stadium. Oh, that's an actual stadium. Yeah. It's an actual stadium. Well, they, yeah. they made it one. Yeah. yeah. You okay. hit the ball in the cornfield. Is that rock heavy? The one that, that you're under all the time? No. Look, man, I'm just telling you, there's two Americas. Like, I just don't live in that America. It's okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm just saying. I want to live in both. 
That's good. You should live in both. I should be more out. Like I should figure out how to get Me over too. that other. America I'm, I'm kind of hypocritical because I'm actually <laughs> under a bunch of rocks. Like that. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's talk Cowboys versus Giants. What do you want to um, know? This last, they've lost two of the last three, um, and they're starting to suck like I thought they were. Well, seriously, because uh, I, they're really not that good. The Giants are not that good. They're not as good as their record. They're as good I, as their record. Their you, record's their record. You know, right? they they figured we'll see until it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine. They, <laughs> but then they'll but then they will then they will prove that they're not good. Right now their record says that they're a good right, team. If you're winning games, doesn't matter how you're Yeah, you're still a good team. Okay, that's that's what I'm I'm saying. Anybody in any marathon could start sprinting and getting out there and going, Man, he's in first until they just don't have it anymore and then they're not in first anymore. So it's not you are what you are. Well, I'm in first place because you never I'm, run a race with a Kenyan, have no, you? No, no, I haven't. I, <laughs> I haven't. have five of them. Yeah, they start fast and they finish fast. Okay. The Kenyans finished like 14 miles ahead of me. Cool, that's the, that's the Chiefs. All right, that, that's the Chiefs. They're up there. They I'm waiting for there. them to slow down. Yeah. They're not slowing it's down. It's like they're I am I'm hitting down. the halfway point, and they're heading home. And they, they've stopped. I mean, they've, they've stopped. Literally, we start six minutes apart, and they finish 14 miles ahead of me. Got it. That's, that's what they – that's what's – no, I, I, but I'm, I know you what You know what I'm saying. saying. I mean, you yeah. – they, this isn't you are it's what you are. It's not fun. I don't think they're that good. And I watched them play the Cowboys, yeah. and I saw them leading the Cowboys 13-6, to and I'm like, how is this not 21-3? to They are way better than the Giants. Even with Cooper Rush and, and, the, and the, the offensive line was banged up, they're better than them. And they eventually showed that they were. And I think the Giants are kind of showing what they are right now, too. But, hey, it's not like it's going to be a tough game. You lose to the Lions at home, you should be embarrassed. And they probably are, and they're going to come to, to this. Similar game. how the Cowboys were a week before. Exactly. Yeah, so, they, they yeah. beat Green Bay, so yeah. that's going yeah. for them, I guess. Yeah. You know? In London, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but and, I and mean, they did. They that's came what back. I'm saying. It, it, it's the, that's the thing about this league. It's so hard from week to week. I mean, I went back and watched some of the things from the, the Giants Cowboys game when they played, and honestly felt like the Giants had a pretty damn good plan. You know, with how they played in that game, and you know, and they they they're not going to have some of the guys that were playing in that game, especially like a Dory Jackson and mm-hmm. stuff playing corner because he's knocking down balls and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's but they also didn't have uh, Leonard Williams playing in that game. You Tip- know, and, and, and Thibodeau he's back play? now. Thibodeau played in the game, yeah. But let's say, but they, you know, we were talking about how you know playing run defense. And and the Giants at the time were really good. You know, it's a small sample size, week three kind of a thing. But the Giants were playing like really good run defense. And, you know, Leonard Williams gets out of the game, and now the Cowboys have some success running the ball. So, yeah, I mean, the the, the problem that the Giants are struggling to have right now is their offensive line because they're not healthy. Evan Neal's not healthy. The backup, uh, Tyree Phillips, is not healthy either. And so they're they're going to have to do some shuffling around here on a short week and kind of figure some things out. The thing that's going to make you mad watching this game this week is damn Daniel Jones running around. Running. Yeah. That's the and, and and there were times where there were times where, hell they throw a screen pass it's like third and 19 and they throw a screen pass that gains 18 yards. You know, it, it's that crap that they they. That's how they're winning games or staying in games. Is that Daniel Jones is not doing anything to kill them in these games? It used to be pocket hit him, fumble. You know, now they've kind of played a little bit to his strengths. The RPO stuff, the him just him just power running the football. They get on the goal line in a game last week against the Lions, and they just start pulling everybody and 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 uh, the you know Barkley and all those guys are just running downhill. And here's Daniel Jones. 
Jones with the ball running around the end, nobody touches him. You know, that's the kind of stuff that that you you worry about in this game, the running quarterback. Because his ability to maybe convert a third down, where in times in the past he would throw an incomplete pass or something would get tipped at the line or he'd be really bad, but... He's he's not doing things to screw the game up anymore. That's the thing. You know, when you watch the Giants play, you're like, oh, okay. Well, he's he's actually pretty decent. Yeah. To that point, all three games that they've lost this season, they lost a turnover battle. Yeah. There was only one game where they lost a turnover battle and they ended up winning. That was the first game of the season. So Tennessee. Yeah, it's very clear. Went for two. Yeah. Very clear. When he takes care of the ball, they have a great chance of being successful. When he doesn't, they don't. Um, let's talk about. You talked a little bit about the offensive line. Uh, they also lost Wandale Robinson, one yeah. of the wide receivers. He's, I think, third on their team in receiving yards. Talk to me about what that means for their offense. They don't really get much out of their passing game, but what does they that don't. really mean for their offense? They don't. And, you know, it's going to now you, the thing that they, they've struggled with a little bit is really getting Kenny Galladay going. And he and he's a lot of self inflicted stuff, too. He's a catch, run, fumble guy. You know, that's that's where you get turnovers from him. I mean, he's he's had his moments where he hasn't been very good. You know, losing Robinson, that's that that's the quick that's the quick part of their game. That's the the the, the ball underneath and you know, run after catch, the the quick screen, the RPO where they're they fake it and now they're running the ball, you know, running the ball to the edge and then he's standing there and they throw it to him. You know, they're gonna they're gonna struggle with that. Early in the year it was Richie James, who was kind of the guy that was making all those plays, and then Robinson was the guy that kind of took that over. I have a feeling you're going to go back to see them starting to do more stuff with Richie James. Uh, this David uh, Still, Sills is another guy that that can make plays, but he's not as shifty or quick as Richie James is, and I think that's who's going to take over. Darius Slayton, I, I, he, he can make some pretty damn good catches for you. He really, really can. I mean, he's a very – he's a kind of a steady – you know, guy that wins on the outside a little bit, but you know he's not going to do anything to just totally scare you uh, with any kind of you know big huge plays. It's a lot of underneath stuff. It's a lot of stuff along the sidelines. I think he's a pretty tough guy when you watch him play. So you know, it's a it's a receiving core that Dallas secondary should feel comfortable with. But you know, again, there's that that whole deal with the quarterback running around and scrambling and throwing the ball on the on the run. That's we're, that could be a problem. We're about 24 hours from making a pick here because it, it is Tuesday, but it's still early. I mean, I mean, it's this week's coming quick. Uh, my pick for the game, I haven't figured it out, but I think I just went up about 10 points for the Cowboys just by listening to Brian talk about the offense. And again, I, I'm not trying to 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 overlook them i think the cowboys were way better and so even though you haven't mentioned barkley yet and yeah. i know he's he's a big part of it i just i don't know how i mean what is who's Diggs going to cover like Gall- galladay i mean like i don't think you travel anybody in this well game if right you it, to me the guy that i would worry about would be would be slayton. slayton that would be the guy that in, on third down if you want to just say okay we're going to go walk with him on third down and not you know he's the guy to me that 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 can make plays like i say on the outside, intermediate, and places you, like that. Would you think this would be a game? And I know that he's not. This isn't Lamar Jackson, uh, Daniel Jones. But because of their receivers are not going to probably hurt the Cowboys that much, would you even spy Barkley or spy Daniel Jones? I would make – I don't know about the spy aspect of it. I think pressure pressure is going to be more important on on Daniel Jones than spying him. 
And and I mean, I, I do think that the Giants are going to be committed to trying to run the football, especially if their offensive line is all banged up the way it is, and they and they don't have all the starters. Um, because you watch in that game, uh, the games that they played, and I watched you know four of them, and every time that that there was pressure, Jones was able to escape and he'll throw it away. The thing about it, it's not the spying aspect that causes him the problem, or somebody being right there. It's the just getting somebody to him. You know, they they really and, and you know, Tank had a great game against these guys because he he figured oh, out yeah. how to play Evan Neal. Evan Neal, the rookie, you know, and and we'll see if Evan Neal plays this week. But I, I Tank figured him out, and it made it made Daniel Jones a little skittish in the pocket. So I I kind of feel like more than spying, it's the pressure. And, they, and you, how can you not watch the Vikings game if you're the Giants and go? Well, damn. I mean, you know, we backup linemen are getting just destroyed by twist stunts and things like that. That's why I feel like that this is going to be a, a Saquon Barkley, Matt Breida. Matt Breida, the number 31, he's like their jet sweep guy. Matter of fact, they ran a jet sweep against the Cowboys for a first down, uh, you know, in week three on that as well. So, you know, they're going to, I think they're going to try and run the ball because if they know if they drop back a lot in this game, they're going to meet the same fate that the Vikings did last week. No. Okay. Uh, I w- I w- actually, I was thinking and trying to look up um, kind of the data, not data, the record of like Cowboys versus Giants. Because in general, I feel like the Cowboys always beat them for the most part, or at least in recent years from what I can Dax remember. Dax done very well against, uh, very good against nine them. Out of, nine out of ten? Yeah, Dax, like that. Dax done a great job of playing the, just the NFC East in general. He know. hasn't lost. Since yeah. his rookie year, yeah, he lost. They lost twice to the Giants right. his rookie year. The, the thir- of the three losses they had, two of them were to the Giants. But but he hasn't lost to the Giants uh, since then, and they they've only lost once as a team, and that was 2020 into the season. Andy Dalton was playing. Yeah. After the game, were you, was it a player that you were talking about? I know you were telling a story of like, oh, you told somebody. That the Giants lost, and they're like, oh, Zach they're Martin. gonna be pissed. Yeah, I, I walked out with with Zach Martin, and uh, we we were um, he was just talking about how it's not a twenty four hour rule anymore mm-hmm. after yeah. a game like this. Mm-hmm. It's twenty four minutes. Like, yeah. cool, yeah. get on the plane. Talk, yeah. But it was all Giants, Giants, Giants. And he said, uh, you know, uh, the, I don't even know did they win. I was like, they played the they lost to the Lions, and he was like, they did. And he was kind of surprised, and he was like. Oh, in Detroit, you know, that's a tough place to play. I was like, no, it's New York. And he was like, oh, and he, he even said, well, they're going to, you know, they'll be they'll be ready to they'll go. Be ready. They'll yeah. be ready. And, and that's and then as I walked out, I saw this huge board for the Vikings next game against the uh, Patriots. And I was thinking, you know, the Patriots are going to be in for something because I guarantee this yeah. Vikings team's not going to play like that. Oh, they're going to be angry. Yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah. You know, Belichick's a decent coach, so I mean, he might. Maybe. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. But I mean, but yeah, you, you do wonder about mindset sometimes because sometimes yeah. it's like, oh, we're gonna be ready, and that's why I credit the Cowboys for that. They they were embarrassed by the way they they finished that game against Green Bay, and they did something about it. Some teams we've seen games where a game like that tanks your team for the rest of the year right and so it's all about how you respond and we say it all the time games are won and lost on tuesday wednesday thursday of the week like what you do in preparation that's what happens everyone's going to play hard on sunday usually yeah. at number 33 well, definitely for the, for on this thursday night, because but. i mean yeah it, look at the division you're playing a huge game 
this yeah. Thursday. So both teams, and I'm keeping my eye on it because the thing is, when you when you talk about the illness that's going around, whatever that is, it's all in defense, basically, as mm-hmm. of right now. So that's something to definitely. I mean, who who else is gonna get sick in a couple of days? You yeah. you you don't know. And then another big question. And I know Micah went back into the game, but I saw the play, and I know some people saw it on TV as well. That looks like it hurt. So I don't even know how he got back in. Maybe the adrenaline, the the competitor in him. No, you the know, fact that he wants to get pain. 15, 16 sacks oh. this year. So oh, yeah. <laughs> see, you, you, like, <sighs> they, get beat up, they get beat up playing the run. Yeah. You do. You get beat up playing the run, and all of a sudden you know a team, you've made them now just completely one-dimensional. And running the football and and you know or passing the football that plays right into the Cowboys' strength. There will be guys you would have to again you would have to take guys' helmets away when you get to that point where they know that somebody's compromised on offense in the line and the receivers aren't getting open and the quarterback is scared to death. You know the, you, you, those defenders are like it's like sharks. The blood you know they sense that you know it's like ah. We got one here, and, uh, and yeah, then Mike is that way. He's like, I don't. Hey, I, I've been getting chopped, cut, double teamed last three weeks. Wait, you're gonna let me rush the passer full time? Wait, give me my helmet. I'm going back out there <laughs> because he you know? probably got pissed off last night when yeah. Bosa got ten and a half sacks. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and it Matt Judon or I don't know how yeah. to say his name for Matt Judon. The, Judon from the Patriots. He's good too. He's about he to go up against number sixty four for yeah. the Vikings this week too. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but that's who he's competing against. He wants to lead the league in sacks, and so and definitely lead the team. But wants to lead the league, and and I think that that is a t- fine line of I want this guy to play, play and be a warrior. But at the same time, you got to be smart. Someone's got someone above him's got to take his helmet so, and say, "Man, no, we you you play in four days, and we're winning by thirty four points or whatever the score was at the time. You have to sit. Sorry, I know you don't like it. But you have to sit." Let's say he's right, healthy, ready to go, plays this Thursday. Given everything that you talked about, the O-line from the Giants and mm-hmm. their struggle, I mean, do you guys pick to just let him go at it, rush, 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 or do you move him to linebacker, play more there? I've seen enough of him at linebacker. That doesn't mean that I don't want to – like, I think that – we saw this week, he actually lined up at linebacker, but he was rushing yeah. from the middle of the field. Yeah. So to me, he is a pass rusher. That's yes. where I want to see him. Yes. I want to exactly. see him rush. Yeah. So you figure out where you want to put him. But he should be going after the quarterback. I, Clark, Van Der Esch, you're responsible for the run game. I'm yeah. putting I'm putting Parsons down on the edge. I'm I'll put him on the edge next to uh, whoever you feel like doesn't have the best opportunity. Because if they're going to run the ball at Armstrong and whoever else is playing right defensive end, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about putting Micah Parsons over there too. Yes, like yeah. you want to run at our weakness. I'm going to put our best player over there, and I'm going to make you have to block him in this game. And you don't want to run it at Tank. And I thought yeah. in the press conference, McCarthy talked about him. Uh, you know, he's probably not going to make Pro Bowl because he doesn't have the number of sacks this year. Because uh, that's that's what you got to have if you're playing yeah. defensive end and all that. But um, he's had an excellent year, and that's what yeah. McCarthy talked about too. Because he's he's a run stopper that's getting after the quarterback yeah, on see, a team the, where you need run stoppers. Yeah, on the edge. yeah. His yeah. sack that he had, where he beat the tackle the outside and then cook, tried to come over and take him, and he went inside. It was like the bag drill that we see at training camp, where they're weaving in and out of bags and then they're mm-hmm. slapping. You know. Yeah. That's what it looked like it, it, to me, and that's that's what Tank does. He's got that feel for not letting people hook him in the running game or angle block him or anything like that. There's like four or five teams in the league that don't have I – mean, actually, I think more than that. There may be seven or eight. I didn't see the other AFC. There's like seven or eight teams that, that, that don't have a, a, a guy with five sacks. 
this year. And 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 Dante Fowler has five for the Cowboys, and he ranks fourth on the team behind Tank. See, I mean, they, that's they got, the problem. There's teams that don't even have five sacks, and yeah. then you're fourth on this. Team. That's the problem with the Giants. That's the problem with the Giants right now. Their their Dexter Lawrence is their best sack guy, and that's their defensive tackle because Thibodeau only has one. Mm. And Thibodeau, it, Thibodeau is. I think he's going to be an outstanding player one day. He has no feel for how to rush the passer right now. They've got him kind of tied up as far as now. We'll see rookie on rookie this week. You know, we'll see how that all plays out. But to me, I, I man, there the, the the pass rush. That's where the Cowboys have got to feast a little bit in this game. They, there's not that guy that you would say, okay, well, yeah, Thibodeau could be a good player. But, man, I worry more about the inside guys. I worry about Dexter Lawrence. I worry about Leonard Williams. Those are the guys I think you have to worry about in this football game. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Let's talk about this defense, this run defense. And this week they'll have a challenge. We'll see if we, we th- you guys think they can match it. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Movie Night at the Star, presented by Monument Realty, is November the 30th. It features a Christmas classic, Elf. 
The show is free and open to the public. It begins at 7 p.m. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk real quick about the Cowboys' run defense. The Giants, they've been running the ball really well, but in the two of the last three games that they've lost, they were held in the rushing game to under 100 yards, 78 against Seattle, 89 against Detroit. Do you think Dallas is ready to stop the run? Because I think last week you can say they did, but if you look at the raw numbers of how much they were getting per carry – and Minnesota was doing pretty good on the ground. What do you think happens here? This team will be committed to running. Yeah, They're not going to let Daniel Jones, and especially with a beat-up offensive line, they're just not going to do it. I mean, they're going to – we've kind of figured out in the league that you could be a kind of a mediocre offensive line and still have offense if you run the ball because guys are much better run blockers than they are pass blockers. You saw what happened in Minnesota, you know – Good, you know. I think Minnesota has a good offensive line. I think they got really compromised in that game, and I just don't know how. If you when you watch the tape of the Cowboys, I could give you every Cowboys game this year on defense, all twenty-two, and you would come away with saying, "Why would you ever throw the ball against these guys?" Mm -hmm. It looks like when you run it, teams have a little bit more success doing it. Now they might not win the game, but it it keeps it. It keeps your quarterback from getting killed, and that's what the Giants do. The Giants want to keep the game close. They're not interested in, you know, they're not interested in trying to build a lead and 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 you know and hang on that way. They're like, well, we could keep it close because they've won games in the fourth. And they won a Tennessee they, game where they yeah, steal it. At the Green end. Bay, they've won games in the fourth. They had like a, they, they're like four or five games they've won in the last, you know, the last quarter of a game. So th- this team is going to come in and say, you know, they're going to try and get Saquon Barkley 185 yards rushing. Is what they're going to try and do. Just be ready for that. Yep. And 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 when they get when they get to second and three from the Cowboys seven yard line, they're not going to throw it twice to the tight end. And that's yeah. what Cousins did. That's what the Vikings did. Mm-hmm. And and I thought they were arrogant and stubborn at going out and saying we're the best in the league. We got the best offense. We do what we do. We're yeah. not worried about you. And that was that was a mistake because they they should have kept doing that. I don't think they would have run it at six point you know six point four yards a clip or whatever it was. But they were having some success. But I think some. Sometimes, and coaches do it all the time, coaches are arrogant and they're stubborn yeah. and they think because they spent all week doing this that nobody's going to stop it. And I think the Cowboys do it. There was a play you talked about the other day, where, um, Schultz, the interception against Green Bay. You said in practice they did it all week and yeah. it was working. Well, Marquise Bell's not playing for the Packers. And, yeah. Or Wanye Thomas, the, the practice squad safety. And right. I think sometimes that's what happens when you do ones versus the scout team. I get why it's confidence. they do it, oh, yeah. but it builds your confidence. Yeah. But also, it's not giving you a great look because you're playing some corner out there that's not very good. That's not as good as you're going to see on this game. So, And I think the Vikings did that, and they're like, we're going to do what we do, and they got shut down. Yeah. yeah, I don't think – and it's hard to tell how much they actually improved, going back to your point of what the Vikings decided not to do and like keep running the ball. But this is a game where I see them kind of – possibly struggling at times with the running game, the running defense, but they'll do enough. Going back to those earlier games, they'll do enough for you to stay in the game and your offense to be able to score points for you, and you just end up winning overall. So I just yeah. think that it's not going to kill them, but they'll have those ga- those plays where it looks bad, and you're like, oh, here they are again. Yeah, which Cowboy offense is going to show up in this game? Because it could put a lot of pressure on the Giants. They put a lot of pressure on Minnesota to have to keep trying to score, you know, or they didn't put enough pressure on Green Bay. Even though they got up 14, Green Bay was like, okay, we're fine. But, you know, you can't have a 17 play drive and then the next three drives go three and out. 
And then, oh, by the way, the game's now tight. Oh, go on another 12-play drive and score. Okay, and then go three and out the next two series again. If the Cowboys are consistent, and, and not, you're not going to have the type of offense that you had against Minnesota, but you're capable. You're capable of, of putting a world of hurt on a defense with your receivers, your running game, and your quarterback if he's willing to throw the ball and run the ball when he has to. Yeah, you look at the scores of what they've, uh, the points they've put up since Dak has been back, 24-42, yeah. um, They are putting up points, and certainly putting up points at a, at a large clip, a large right. enough clip where they can put pressure on opponents and force them to have to keep scoring. The only thing we've seen that really has nullified that, and you would talk about the Green Bay game, is a team that can slow them down enough because they keep the ball long enough because right. they have long extended drives where they're running the ball to keep the offensive uh, the offense on yeah. the sideline, Cowboys yeah. offense on the sideline. Giants, Giants are going to want to give you – Eight possessions in this game. They're going to give you eight or nine. I mean, that, that's what they they don't they don't want you to have eleven or twelve. Yeah. They want you to have eight or nine possessions, and that's what they're going to do. I mean, I think they're committed to saying that you know what we can't pass block against this group, but we sure can give running the football an opportunity here. Yeah, I mean, I just did the math here. Twenty one points a game is what what the Cowboys had when the, with Cooper Rush as the starter, and twenty eight points a game for the for when Dak is the starter now. He's had that. He had that three uh, three points against the Bucks. Uh, can't take it out, but I do think this is a completely different team since then. Since Dak's yeah. come back, they're averaging thirty five points a game, yep. and they figure things out with with um, with the running game. And one more quick point: we talked about just now in the break when they played the Giants before. Uh, this will be the first time the Giants have faced someone again for the second time. So their second division game, um, but Dak. Played in that game, I mean, or didn't play in the game. Dak returns, Michael Gallup returns, Connor McGovern returns, um, Jaron Curse returns. returns. Yeah. I mean, it's just completely. And Dalton Schultz. There's a lot of guys that didn't play in that first game. So, yeah, the Giants might be a better team. I think the Cowboys are a better team too. And they're they're rolling now. Like they are rolling in a way yeah. I think that's a little bit different than maybe what they were in Week Three. All right, appreciate you guys joining for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!